Blog Talk Radio. the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches tim and julie harris and welcome back and this is of course real estate coaching radio with your host uh, tim harris and we have a very special co-host today madison hildebrand from bravo tv's million dollar listing los angeles so I know you're on a very tight schedule. Madison, let's just jump to it. Welcome to the call. Thank you, guys. Hi, everyone. And, and so, Madison, this will, be in, this will be listened to by, I'm guessing, tens of thousands of agents over the next 30 to 60 days. So not to put any pressure on you, but, of course, you're used to <laughs> that sort of publicity at this point, I would think. So, so for, those who, for the two or three agents out there that aren't familiar with who you are, um, Tell them where you sell real estate and how they can get in contact with you, ideally to send you a referral. <laughs> sure, great. And I welcome referrals, and we happily pay referral fees to other agents. But I specialize in the Los Angeles area, and people know me as Malibu Madison. Um, so I specialize really on the beach cities of Santa Monica and Venice and, and Malibu, but I'm in West Hollywood right now showing property. So I am Madison Hildebrand, and I've been on season six seasons, uh, the original cast member of Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles, which is Bravo's hit reality real estate show, which is now in New York, and Miami is also going to be a part of the franchise soon. You're the only original cast member, right? I mean, you're the only one that's been on I for six am. seasons. Yeah. Somehow I've, I've lasted and uh, never thought – Six years would be my life on TV, but here I am six years later, and it's still going. You know, we're, I want to get to some. I want to get to some specific questions about the influence that the TV shows had on your business and whatnot. I always like to ask the questions every time I'm interviewing um, you guys. You know, I've interviewed the guys from New York and whatnot, and their answers are always kind of funny to me, actually. So I'm looking forward to asking <laughs> that question in a second. But so, tell us about your business um, in terms of like how long you've been in the business, and give them some background and just so they have a perspective sure. on your average sale price and all that good stuff. So I started in 2006. I got my license. I was about 25 or 26 years old, 25. And um, I started writing Coldwell Banker in Malibu. And my first year, I was very eager to succeed. I was out of school from Pepperdine with a BA in advertising, so I was going to use all my fresh education and advertising and PR skills to launch my real estate career. And uh, through tactic and hard work, it started to pay off. In my first year, I closed $17 million, um, which was a great year for me in my first year. And now my team, I've gone from an individual agent as myself. Um, I bought the domain and incorporated as The Malibu Life, which is where you can find me on my on the website, themalibulife.com. And my team has now grown to about 10. We have uh, five or six licensed agents right now, six licensed agents, and we specialize in different areas, and also Malibu specifically. But uh, And then we have um, in-house, you know, listing coordinator and a business manager and a bookkeeper, et cetera. So we are a strong team, and it's kind of become 
a new role for me because now I'm a team leader, not just a real estate agent. And we are we produced this year alone in the first quarter we closed the quarter well two hundred and fifty million dollars in real estate in the first quarter. So we're on schedule for a hundred million dollar a year. Well, so that's quite an increase over your first year. So congratulations for that. <laughs> yes, we Madison, have, we have I, seen a nice progress here. I'm curious. You said something. I'm going to kind of drill down on this because it's a very interesting comment. You said you've kind of gone from being a practitioner to being a practitioner and a boss. Do you like that role? You know, I do like that role. And, and, and I've found that with the TV show and the celebrity and, and with that, I've done a lot of public speaking and seminars and kind of gone around the country for appearances. And that's about connecting with people and, and helping them, you know, see what their potential is and getting there and, and what tools they can potentially use. So I'm kind of using that now every day with my team and recruiting agents and, and helping them grow to be a better, stronger, confident agent and, and get their name out there leveraging our brand. And it is a fun role. It, it definitely is a different role. I still have all my clients. I'm still doing real estate all day, but then I've got other agents that are doing real estate that I have to oversee. Some have different experience levels, and so some need more hands-on, some don't. Um, but it is a new challenge. It, it definitely has added a different level of involvement in my career. I'm sure. So I'm curious. You went to Pepperdine. You had a lot of great <laughs> education. Obviously, you could have gone in any direction you wanted to. You're living in L.A. I mean, tons of opportunities to do many, many different things with an education like that. Why real estate? Why did you choose real estate? And <laughs> you, and I have to say, was your timing really good or really bad getting into the business right before the market crashed? Good. Maybe you read up on me. I don't know. That's a good question, how I got into real estate and why with that education. And my parents weren't very happy um, when they paid <laughs> what they paid for four years of education, and I went out and got a real estate license, which you don't need a college education for, in California anyway. Um, and I really did want to pursue advertising. That was my passion. That's why I chose Pepperdine. They had a BA in advertising, so that's why I went there. But I fell in love with Malibu. Honestly, I went to the school and the campus and got immersed into the community, and I worked for a lot of the families and the restaurants and the hotel, and I just felt like it was my home. So I didn't want to have to commute into town. I wanted to work and support myself in Malibu. And I said, well, how am I going to do that? And I just started, you know, I, I always in college drove around and explored. And by exploring, I mean I climbed over people's gates and looked at their houses. <laughs> so I had an affinity for real estate, there was no doubt. And, or you were um, a stalker. Or I was a sight stalker, yes. <laughs> it's funny, now I go back and I've been called to some of these homes, and I am I sold some of these homes that I used to, you know, set the alarms off on the fences. Um, <laughs> I was very eager. Uh, so I, you know, that's what happened. I was really torn after graduating like probably most young people as to what direction to go, and your parents are saying one thing, and I got a career or an education in one other area, and I also wanted to do real estate. So I had three different voices talking. I packed a bag, and I moved like a homeless person with very much money to the Dominican Republic, lived in a shack, lived on the beach, killed my own fish, hunted fish in the water and cooked them, and it was like rogue three months. I stayed as long as I could possibly stay to get it out of my system and figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And it was the, the cards that I was dealt and the hand that I was dealt aligned 
And when I came home, it all fell into place. And so that from that point forward, my career and the decisions I made just kept aligning. And it, I knew I was making the right decisions at that point. And I haven't looked back since. And the TV show well, came shortly after. In my first year of real estate, I started filming. That's exciting. So I, I'm so let's for the sake of the uh, real estate agents out there listening, let's talk about some practical business stuff, if that's okay with you. Sure, um, absolutely. Best three lead generators. I mean, Madison, I get the fact that you've built a team, and I get the fact that you, know, you had a fantastic first year, uh, $17 million, and this year you're going to do at least $100 million. I'll set it that you'll exceed your goal, right? Thank so, you. <laughs> what do you, you will for sure. So what do you, especially after this interview, I, I have a feeling. So what, <laughs> what, are the, what are your best three lead generators? If you could only do three things to generate real estate transactions, what would they be? They would be online exposure. Ninety percent of our buyers are starting their search online. So having that uh, a really thorough and consistent presence online all of your, all of my bios, you, we, those have to be updated on about 15 websites um, that I'm sure we all know. The names of them are the ones that are the biggest, and you want your your name and you want your bio to be current, and you want it to be updated, your photos to be updated, and your real estate to be accurate. So uh, the online presence, I think, is huge. Uh, if you've got listings, people are clicking on them, they're inquiring, you get those leads directly to your phone that minute, and it's about response. And so the online exposure is huge. Um, secondly, I am involved in service. I, I feel, and I don't do it for the lead generation, but I do it because I want to feel good. But giving back and joining uh, some nonprofit group or something in your community where you're out there meeting people because this business is about networking and it's, you can't make new clients at home alone. You have to be out meeting people. So it's a great opportunity. I'm involved on the I'm on the board of the Boys and Girls Club of Malibu, and it's a very active board, and we are very active in our community. So we have events about ten times a year, and they're small or big, but I'm at all of those events, and people associate me with giving back to the community, and that is a great way to to have your your overall public image, and therefore get referrals. Um, and then lastly, I would say uh, when you have a listing, I think when you, when you have that opportunity to have a listing, in the very beginning of my career, that was, that was like a gold mine. I made sure everyone saw that listing, and I had really obnoxious packaging. I did do direct mailers to my sphere of influence and to the neighbors around that listing. I made sure everyone was invited to the caravan or the open house, I wanted everyone in the neighborhood to know who I was. So I, blue was my color because of the company as well. So I ordered these kind of obnoxious tubes, the, these cardboard blue tubes. And I put the brochure rolled up inside with a personal note, and I dropped them off or mailed them to the neighbors in my sphere of influence. Everyone opened the, uh, the package because it was a package. It wasn't an envelope. And they started connecting me with real estate. And then they started connecting my listing and coming by and meeting me and, oh, you're the guy in the neighborhood with this house. And, and so use what you have to, to leverage your name and to generate new leads in the neighborhood that you have that listing. Do you mind if we play this tape back? You said something that's really important that agents understand, the importance of giving back, being a contributor to this, the community in which they are making their living. 
But a lot of agents, Madison, I'm sure you've dealt with this too, have a mental mind block uh, about doing that because they don't want to be perceived as fill in the blank with whatever negative word you choose. So how do you go about uh, participating in that uh, charity, but at the same time, uh, not I mean, you obviously are there to make a contribution, but you're not, and you're not there to say, "Hi, I'm Madison Hildebrand, and uh, do you, are you looking to buy and sell a house?" So, how do you incorporate those two no. things, or do people just know and figure it out along the way that you're an agent and you're somebody who's actually gives a damn about the community? How does that work? Yeah, another great question because I I do caution people. I said you you know when you when I say talk when I talk about service and going out and getting involved in your community and as a realtor, that's part of our job description because we are in we're more than selling real estate we're selling the lifestyle and we have to be passionate about where we live that's why we're selling where we live and so it's kind of expected to be involved in the community and you have to do it from a selfless place you're not doing it don't sign up for something because you think it's going to pay off the most reward for your business that is that is the wrong intention to get into service and people will smell and breathe and and know that that's why you're there, and, and they don't want that there, and you shouldn't be there for that reason. Find something that you're truly passionate about, and then go and show up because you want to be there. And when you're eager and you're happy and you're excited about giving back, people want to be around you, and then they see you're accountable and you're responsible. Then they know that you can handle a real estate transaction. They will trust you, and over time, they'll get to know what you do if they don't already know. So that should be the last thing on your agenda when you're going out. It was certainly the last thing on mine, but the payoff may come a year later. It may come six months later. It may not come for two or it may come right away, but it it will have a positive effect on your career. It just it shouldn't be the reason why you're doing it. Absolutely. So um, just focusing one more question on the leads end of things, because a lot of agents basically, you know, that's where their focus yeah. is, as it should sure. be. So do you buy leads? There's a big trend right now of buying buyer leads. Um, I heard you say you were mentioning citation sites. That's kind of what you were saying as far as setting up your profiles and whatnot. Do you buy buyer leads? I do not buy buyer leads. Um, I never have. Um, I don't do that. I, I think where I would – another place to focus on getting leads, and, and it's a more costly way of getting exposure in – this is another way I really branded myself initially and what's something I always continue to do is using public relations and, and really networking relationships with journalists and bloggers and your local paper. And, and they need content on real estate. Everyone always wants to talk real estate, whether it was the most exciting house that sold, whether it had a tricked-out pool, is me, our media rooms, the new rave, whatever it is, if you see a trend, if you make that relationship with whoever is the, the the writer of the story and that you read or where you go or your buyers are going, that's, you know, go seek that relationship, take that person lunch, and then give them content. And if you make it very easy for them, they're going to quote you. And as soon as they start quoting you, you're going to become an expert and you'll have credibility in your community or from, from, that, from that source. And then you can take that source and start plugging into your emails with your clients. Oh, by the way, check me out. Uh, in Forbes.com, I was talking about the value of Sandy Beachfront versus Wet Beach, and and it just starts adding credibility. And if you use some finesse, and you and you start adding it where your clients see it when you're interacting with them or you're, you're in conversation, all of a sudden you kind of start getting bonus points in their mind, and you come to their mind first, and that's the goal. 
Right. You're ultimately setting yourself up to be the true local expert in these little the things you're talking about. Make it so that you're setting yourself apart from your uh, your competition. Really, at the end of the day. So uh, this is a this this is that question I I promised I'd ask at the top of the call. As a, a famous Bravo TV star, does your TV fame directly translate into real estate transactions? No. <laughs> Every one of you guys have said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I, I, listen. I, 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 we've done a lot of these interviews, and everyone says the same thing. And as it's a joke, so funny. No, it, they're lying, and, and they, they do come around and tell the truth, don't they? No, they, they don't. They, they, they don't. Do oh, you? Oh, absolutely. The TV show has a lot to do with my business. Well, the and guys in New York otherwise is lying. <laughs> Madison, the guys in New York on their interview said that they don't get any business from it and said, if anything, it's a hindrance. That's funny. <laughs> oh, well, that's ego. If they, I don't know. I, I, th- that's ridiculous because in, in actuality, um, it does have some negative drawbacks. You know, there, there are certain people that are afraid that they have to be on reality TV if they're going to work with us. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain high, high-end clients that are A celebrities that want nothing to do with the program. But that's okay. They don't have to have anything to do with the program. I have complete anonymity with many of my clientele. Um, But when it comes to the ones that are attracted to my personality and they get to watch my ethics and they watch my skill and they watch the way I work with clients, and, yeah, they're drawn to me and they call or I get referrals from other agents. I got one yesterday from Scottsdale who has a friend out in Malibu that's getting ready to sell and going through divorce. And, they said, Matt, they, they have to call you. Just call them now and go see the house and talk to them. You have to get the listing. I love you, and I love the way you do your business, and I'm a real estate agent, and I know good from bad. That's awesome. Realtors definitely are providing business for me, and then clients are drawn to it because some of them do want to be on TV, and they're real buyers, and others just relate to me and feel comfortable calling someone they already relate to. If they're, not, if they're totally new to the community, they have to pick somebody. So that exposure helps me at least get the call initially. So you said something, Madison, that wasn't on the list of questions that I sent you before our call, but I bet you this is going to be right in your wheelhouse. You mentioned the word ego. And if there's one thing that I have sensed from you is that despite your, I don't know, in this industry, it doesn't take much to be, you know, in the real estate industry, if you sell five houses in most real estate brokerages, you're the agent of the year. But, I mean, you're, I'm sure you get recognized. You're selling real estate. You're constantly on your, how do you – ego doesn't seem to be a issue that stands in the way of your sort of spiritual involvement or your mindset. How, did you, how do you keep that in check? Um, well, I just got out of therapy right before this call. <laughs> well, you're back in. And I'm, not, and I'm not kidding. I probably have to go back after the call. No. Um, I do. I, I, I do a lot of energy work, and I am spiritual, and, and I have the same – somatics coach is really what her skill set is as a therapist um, of 12 years. So she's done me long before my career. And, you know, it is. And my family keeps me grounded, and I'm very close to them. But, you know, it is, I'm selling houses. I'm not saving lives, you know. And so for <laughs> me to think I'm a hero here by any means, you know, I may be a hero to someone that really was emotional about getting the house. And that's that's awesome, and that's the reward. But... In actuality, you know, I can't let it really get to my head because it's a job and I'm good at it and I love what I do. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not rescuing lives here. 
<laughs> so, so you mentioned that this is a coach. This, I, I assume that you have had coaches in your life for a long time. What influ- uh, how important is having coaches to you? What does that mean to you? You know, I haven't I, I haven't had a coach in my life. I mean, through sports and things like that, but I have not ever gone down the real estate coaching path. Um, I have had mentors. I had a mentor when I got into the business, which was in, extremely important to me. Um, I was a sponge. I, I got to follow this person around as a shadow, and I sat on his floor, and I followed in the car, and I helped open up the house and close it down. But I got to be around high-end real estate, and I got to be around negotiation. So all I did was absorb, I mean, even how I was so young and so naive to things that, you know, even how you present the home, how close you stand to the client, you know, it's all the little things that are brand new. So I'm taking note on all those from the beginning, and then, you know, you start doing it yourself. But this therapist, coach, um, she's been in my life for 12 years, and I, I think it's extremely important to have someone that's consistent where you can be honest, you know, and be vulnerable you know, I'm vulnerable on TV, and that's quite hard, especially, you know, when I started, social media was not a huge force. And over the years, it became a huge force. So the reactions of my fans were immediate, and it was positive or negative, and I was filtering that information. So it can uh, affect you, but, you know, you, you, it's one of those things that you just have to keep your feet on the ground maintain exercise, maintain a diet, eat well, work out, and, and keep your spiritual head together as well. But what I'm hearing you say, and I'm trying to segue into your event here, help me out, is coaching oh, and mentoring. <laughs> coaching and mentoring. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the cue. <laughs> you, you did. I, it was a perfect handoff, and you just tossed it back at me. Come on, man. So so I'm I'm hearing that coaching and mentoring has been important in your life. I mean, you said that you had had mentors that were influential. You have a gal that's working with you now who you referred to as a coach. So so for people to be on your level and stay on your level consistently, what I'm hearing, I think I'm hearing you say, is having a coach, having a mentor, having people around you that will show you the way is an important thing for you. It, it, it has been instrumental in me becoming successful or feeling successful until I was successful. And, you know, I always tell people, too, I mean, part of, having a coach or having a mentor or a therapist is that there's, there's a third perspective and usually someone with more experience than you in that particular field. So surrounding yourself with either a group or a mentor or a coach and, and attending the seminar or aligning with someone that has more experience just allows you to bounce things off of them and let you know that you're still doing the right thing or, you know, people can be crazy or you don't take home that deal into your house and don't let it stress you out. And so having that third perspective assist in a career that is highly stressful and highly emotional um, and litigious. So, you know, there's another part of our industry there. But uh, it is instrumental. And, And if you're a newer agent or you're even kind of stuck and you've been doing it for a while and, and our Again, our industry, like most industries, is so fast-changing. And so to be in a room with someone that has is staying on top of the skills and staying on top of the technology, and then they, you download that in a two-hour period or a three-hour period, is tremendous value to someone that is trying to stay ahead of the curve and ahead of their competitors. So, so furthering your education and is, is important. 
I'm trying to be mindful of the time. I've got three more questions. Do you have time? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what was the two next questions you can combine these? Is what has been your biggest success in your real estate career and what has been your biggest challenge? I was going to say your biggest setback or failure, but I thought challenge would be a nicer word. Challenge <laughs> is a nicer word. Yes. <laughs> That's how I look at it anyway because everything is an obstacle and you have to overcome it. We're problem solvers. Um, but the, the biggest, you know, every day in this industry is so exciting. I would have to say, though, probably some my most, memorable and exciting transaction because it was a happy transaction all the way through at the same time was um, I represented a Saudi prince on a 20 million plus property and in Beverly Hills and it was extremely exciting um, it was you know there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen on that size of a deal and that experienced of a client and of that wealth so it was me working at my highest caliber which you know, you, those endorphins are incredible. Um, and then, of course, on closing day, <laughs> it's a whole other set of endorphins. When you you get that check and the deal is closed and everybody's happy, it's it's a huge, exciting moment. Um, the setbacks or the challenges, you know, anytime I think when when a deal goes sour, you know, I, I just I don't those those personally affect me if someone is I don't know if there's something in particular that stands out I think I try and always look at the positive in situations um, but certainly I've been in you know a deposition before and those aren't fun and some people are when they're desperate they do desperate things and I really just feel bad for them but sometimes I get caught up in it um, because I'm the real estate transaction agent and when people are desperate they will do desperate things, and even if it's not the right thing to do, they'll do it. And sometimes you get Madison, caught up in those. Madison, do you believe in balance? Um, you know, obviously Absolutely. there's a lot of challenges that all of us had. So, so talk about balance. Talk about why that's important to you, and talk about how what you're doing to working to achieve that sense of balance. I don't think I had much balance in the beginning of my real estate career, to be honest. I was a machine. I and I was so high energy, and I, something was wrong with me. <laughs> but I I used to work 10 to 12 hours a day and I used to sit at my desk and when I had to use the restroom for example I would run down the hall to my office because those seconds were so valuable to me and I just wanted to work 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 So and I used to run everywhere run to my car I mean everyone always laughed at me because I was like the running agent uh, I stopped that I realized my adrenals were uh, exhausted and I I really started to focus on balance but that changed with my mindset you know I thought success meant I had to be number one and I had to be number one in year number one of real estate and I had all these you know parameters that I put on myself that success meant quantity it meant money it meant having this and that and, and finally I felt that I actually achieved it and, and my workload and the film load were so much that I actually was just worn out and I, I had to reevaluate my own situation and when I did that it was I, I, I am successful I absolutely feel successful I'm happy I have a house I have a car uh, I have a great relationship with my family um, you know I eat well I definitely take care of myself and those are all the things that make me feel successful without my house you can't do anything, and that's that's really the main goal here is to stay healthy. So did you get a new dog? Mental fatigue. 
I did. I adopted my gorgeous Maya Doberman. I adopted her. She was two years old, and I've had her now for two years. Well, let's not forget her and one of the things necessary for balance, right? (laughs) She is a a major barometer of where I am with balance um, and a reminder on a daily basis uh, that I need to check in. Madison, I'm really excited for you to share with the listeners the event that you're hosting called Change Your Life, Create Your Career. Um, So tell us about the nature of the event, how they can get more information on it, what they can expect to – what they can expect to get from attending the event. Sure. We're going to be in Dallas actually in two days on Friday, the 25th. I'll be in Dallas, Texas in Southlake. And we are hosting an event. You can get more information specifically at themalibulife.com forward slash events. But we have started this year a seminar tour. So I, My first was in Houston earlier this year, and now we're coming to Dallas, and we're going to be traveling the country. And what we do is we go in and we really give – tangible tools, marketing tactics, and and things that I've done that I've tried and that have made me successful or that were not helpful. And we're giving those tools directly through my stories and through sharing, but then we bring on a really powerful panel of local agents in each city, the top brokers, and we, we have a debate and we have a discussion. I have questions and we interview them. And then we also bring on live buyers and sellers on a panel, and we keep the agents up there, and we ask them how they chose their agents, what their experience was like, and that really riles the audience because it is directly from the the, the horse's mouth, essentially, and so we never know what we're going to get when we when we interview the buyers and sellers. It's a really exciting day. Then we break after that three hours, and we have a nice lunch of 50 people, and that's what we do a little bit more hands-on powwow. Cool. That sounds like an awesome event. Yeah. So if you guys are in around Dallas, that's definitely considered a must-attend event. And, I, and there are a few tickets left, I'm sure. There are. We are still selling tickets. We have room for a bit more, and um, so they are there for you guys. Please come and see me and meet me. So the question I always like to end these interviews with, Madison, um, why you? In the most competitive real estate markets, in I think what you'll agree is hopefully the most competitive real estate. Uh, this recession, the housing crash, you guys sure. suffered through that as well. So despite all of that, why you? Why have you been able to be successful? Why Help the listeners understand that really at the end of the day, uh, you know, a lot of people think that when they listen to these interviews, they think, well, you know, Madison must have some sort of lightning in a bottle or he might, must have some kind right. of secret <laughs> that I don't have, right? They think that your success is unattainable for them, and, and that's just not the case. Help them to understand that, you know, what it is that you can do, they can do as well. Yeah, and, and it is. You know, I, I look at other agents, and I look at other people in my life, and I said, I want to be more successful. I want to be like them. And I and I still put myself in a comparison or put them on a pedestal, in, and it's not that at all. It's, well, how did they get to where they are? And, you know, how did Richard Branson become so successful? And if I want that, and do I really want that, what did he do? What did, what did he do in his life? What decisions did he make? And so, you know, what I've achieved is, is certainly achievable by anyone else, but I think they all, everyone needs to define success for themselves. They have to redefine success. Uh, we've all been told what it was, and people have expected us to achieve a certain level of success, but you get to redefine that for yourself, and then you make a game plan on how to get there. Good Guys, I've got news for everyone. Hard work good ethics, and you have to make the right choices. You know, you're in it for the long term. You can't have short-sighted 
uh, end goals. You have to have integrity in this business. That Your reputation is the cornerstone of your power. And without that, you're not going to be successful or you're not going to have repeat business. So if you do client right and you do them like you would a family member in, in a transaction, um, then you're going to have that repeat business. And and you have to be accountable and you have to respond. And, and really, that's what it is. It's hard work and strategizing and goal planning. Perfect. And, and this, Madison, this is all on my vision board. Everything that I've attained has been a part of my vision, and it's been on paper, and it's been in writing every year. And every year I look back and I go, I, holy, holy, bleep, I have achieved everything on my list. What am I going to do this year? Either subconsciously or consciously work. And, and that, is, that is the best piece of advice I can give because there is not a, a magic trick that, that gets you here. So what is next for you since you brought that up? What is next for you? What's the next level for someone at your level? Yeah, you know, I've got my hands in so many things right now. Um, it's pretty exciting. I, I, I did not share this, but actually for all the realtors out there, if you go to DocuSign on my, to my website, I'm the brain ambassador for DocuSign. I love aligning myself with companies like this. You get three months free on your annual subscription if you use the promo code Madison. So if you're not already a DocuSign member, which is technology that's absolutely changing our industry, then go to DocuSign.com and get it and get three free months by listening to this and typing into my name. But there's a lot of brand, comp, you know, associations and, and those kind of relationships that I'm growing. This seminar and giving back in that way is something that I really enjoy, connecting with people and, and, and helping them achieve more success. That's part of my business plan this year. The real estate team and growing that is, is definitely a part of my business and, and reaching that $100 million goal. Um, and then I've got some other things I can't necessarily talk about just yet, but there's two other exciting changes that are coming down the pipeline for, for Madison and everybody else. Yeah, cool. Madison the brand. <laughs> Very good. So for those of you yeah. who want to connect with Madison, send him a real estate referral um, or attend his event, definitely go to themalibulife.com. And Madison Hildebrand, I really want to thank you for your time today. I know you're very busy. I've enjoyed our uh, time together. I hope you have as well. And for all the listeners out there, you know, share this interview with as many other agents as you can. Madison, I'm going to state a, a goal for this interview. Um, I, will lo- I would love to see this interview shared on YouTube 30,000 times in the next 30 days. In other words, 30,000 views in the next 30 days. We've achieved similar success with past interviews, guys. So help me break a record. Send this interview when you get it Let's in your email. Do it. This... Yeah, that's right. And send it and share it with as many other agents as you can. Madison has, obviously has a, a lot to share. And Madison, I really, really appreciate your time today. Fantastic inspiration for what will be tens of thousands of agents as they listen to this interview. And, uh, you know, you're a real inspiration for a lot of people. I hope you appreciate the fact that you're appreciated. And thank you for uh, participating today. Yeah, thank you, and I, and I will help you break that goal. I love that we have an intention now at the end of this interview, which I didn't have before. So now, you know, let's, let's do sharing that help you break a goal and watch something be successful by setting that out loud attention. That's awesome. I will send the interview to you in video format, and you can share it, and I'll share it, and we'll see if we can hit it. And we, we here, Here's the secret goal. Hopefully nobody's listening at this point. We have to beat <laughs> the number of views that Frederick Eklund has had. <laughs> All right, now it's personal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Matt. All right, guys. Let's get to so. Thank you so That's much. Right. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm going to email you all, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
Perfect. All right, Madison. Thank you for your time. Have okay. a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.